There we go, folks. Our new theme tune gets its second outing. We got some great feedback on it, I must say, apart from friend of the podcast and featured guest last season, Dave Flynn. Ex-friend of the podcast. Indeed. We met Dave last Wednesday morning, only hours after the theme tune made its debut on Leon Mooney's episode. Dave walks in, said, good morning, lads. And the very next thing out of his mouth was... I preferred the jazz one. <laughs> I loved it. So so cheers for that, Dave. If anyone else prefers the jazz one, do let us know. And Luke might be persuaded to throw it in from time to time. We won't do it for Dave, but for any other of our wonderful listeners, no problem at all. Do you know what I say to Dave there now? Because and the, the, you don't know this, but I'm privy to this because I was the one who totted up the... The votes for those, right? Well, that, that, that popular vote we yeah, had. That, right? Yes, <laughs> the jazz one. The jazz one didn't even make Dave's top three. So that just goes to show you how much he thinks of our new theme song, doesn't well, it? Well, hang on a second, right? The two of ye had worked on it, were delighted with it, and then one of ye said, well, so what do you think, lads? And you know that kind of like bright-eyed, kind of like everyone's going to go, unbelievable. I just loved the balls on Dave's. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I liked the one before. Anyway, we'll go shoot, we? <laughs> Well, look, let's not be too harsh on Dave because in fairness to him, he helped us out with today's episode big time. Lads, you're welcome to the show, but you've already uh, given your spake. Rory, I have a question for you. Yes. The big news around town is that Maitland's Barbershop in Colooney opens today, this Wednesday. And the big question for you is, how long is your waiting list? It's crazy. It's like, like I, I don't know how to make a public apology big enough that everyone sees how long it's taken me to get back to them. And it's not through sheer laziness. I know there's a few boys around the town would say it is, but it's not. The, the length of, like, I, I'll give you an example. I had 40 messages on my phone when I woke up on Sunday morning. Mm. And I replied to said 40 messages. And in replies and new messages, by the time I had finished replying to the 40 messages, yeah. I had 72 messages oh on a gosh. Sunday morning. So my issue is I just can't get back to everyone. So for if there's anyone in this podcast or listening to this podcast that has sent a request, I apologise. She was telling me that your waiting list is so long that Sean O'Reilly's on it twice. <laughs> <laughs> he's on it for his first haircut and then and it's the back. whole loop around again in a couple of weeks still on the waiting list for his second. Speaking of drummers, the other man who helped us out in a big way this week is Luke's new housemate, drummer and percussionist, Tony Travers. Luke, I know you like the exclusive questions for yourself. Yep. Well, here is Don't one for say. you. How is your mammy Catherine? After your big move out of home. Oh, she's in bits. Is she? She's in bits. She's crying from one end of the day to the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you if you If you go you drive past our driveway, I know it's been raining the shite like all day, but if you drive past our driveway on a day when the day is dry, there's still a, a river flowing down our driveway and it's just my mammy's tears, tears. <laughs> flowing out of that. <laughs> Well, a big shout out to Catherine. She, we know she's a big fan of the show and Rory and I will always be in her debt after she very kindly provided us with a copy of Luke's debut album that he produced at the age of six. Folks, if you want to hear some of that, go back to episode three of season 1.5 and listen to our interview with Luke. It's worth it. Trust me. But on to today's episode. We promised you something different last week and we certainly have it for you because on this week's episode of In the Lamplight, we premiere a brand new song written by the three of us here. Today's show is all about how the song came about. It's called Moments, and we're going to play it for you now. Mm-hmm. 
a crowd Things we only seem to miss When they're not around Winter into spring An endless cabaret Tomorrow is just a blur That looks a lot like yesterday And in the morning dark moments when you search for light through each crack know that nothing blocks the sun and in the long run everything is something from a How to flirt Forgetting new romance Forgetting how it felt to know The possibility of chance Meeting someone new A glance across the bar Things we took for granted Like the strings on a guitar And in the moments, those brief moments When your heart yearns for something you lack That's when you catch yourself Put the dream back on the shelf Another time, another place from above moments we hope you enjoyed it we're going to discuss now uh, how the song came about and i think we're going to go back to the start um 
And to begin, I'm going to reveal one of my New Year's resolutions for the for 2021, lads. Brilliant. Lovely. Lamplight exclusive scoop, is it? <laughs> well, indeed, indeed. Lovely. So, I wanted to I wanted to write more music this year, and I sort of said to myself, right, here's your challenge. Not necessarily one a month, because I just thought that might be too limiting, but to release 12 pieces, new pieces, new songs, new tunes, or maybe new arrangements of old tunes. 12 new pieces this year. So it might not turn out to be one a month, but it'll be 12 in the year, if you get me. And this is, this is going to be number four. Um, be a laugh if you got to December and you're already three out, and you had to nail through another <laughs> nine in the one month. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing about revealing these resolutions. Is yeah, all of a sudden you're accountable them. and you got to do them. So anyway, this is number four. Um, and they all start with a snippet on the piano. So generally, I'll just sit down, I do it most mornings whenever I have a chance, sit down 30 seconds or a minute of a snippet on the piano. And I've loads of these snippets written. And I would have sent them around over the last few months to various people looking for ideas or additions to them. Uh, I sent three to Rory and I sent three to Luke. And Luke, you immediately came back to me and said that you have an idea. Now, we didn't hear what the idea was for a while, but whatever it was came to you straight away. So what we're going to do now is we're going to play the snippet, the piano-only snippet, and then we're going to ask Luke about the idea he had. Oh, I haven't heard just the piano player away there. So yeah, there is uh, that snippet that started this whole tune. It was written on a dark evening, actually. I remember it well back in January. I said, right, I'm going to go up now to the, to the piano and give myself a half an hour to try and write something. And, and nothing was happening. And I have another snippet from that evening, which is just useless. And here it is now. <laughs> <laughs> and then just 10 minutes, this, this, this just came out. And right, okay, great, we have something. And that was one of the three I sent to Luke. So Luke... Uh, you said you had an idea immediately. I did, um, but it actually wasn't triggered by the piece of music. It was triggered by, um, so we've listened to the song already and, uh, you know, we've listened to it a lot, but we've also played it on the show already today. So everyone will have heard that 
the refrain that comes back at the end of every kind of verse, chorus, whatever you want to call it, is um, something else from a while back or mm. somewhere, right? When when Kieran sent me the the few pieces, he sent, here's this one, and yeah, I think there's about this one, and here's another one, and then a couple of minutes later, he sent me that, that we've just heard, and he texted, he said, that's just something else from a while back. Ah, oh, cool. Mm. And I cool. saw the text and I thought, something else from a while back. That's just kind of, there's a nice mm. whimsic, whimsical lyric in that if you wanted to go there. And then uh, I listened to the, I thought I might use that as a lyric. And I listened to all three of the pieces that you had sent me that evening again to see if any ideas were springing at me as to which one I could maybe fit it into. And then it just kind of so happened that the one that you had actually said it about was the one that I started getting the I, the ideas for. So that's where that came from. I, can I ask you a question though? Sure, yeah. Um, you said you sent a few pieces, right? You sent me three, you sent Rory some, and I presume you sent maybe others to other people as well. Of all the pieces that you kind of sent out or you know, of all the stuff that you've kind of written over the last while, while you've been trying to, where did that one stack for you? Was that one of the things you came away going, yeah, that might go somewhere? Or was there other things that you sent to people that you thought would definitely go somewhere and end up as a fully formed song long before that one ever would? Well, in fairness to you, Luke, out of all the people I sent snippets to, you're the only one so far who's come back to me. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, I was, I was about to ask Rory how he's getting on with the three I sent him. <laughs> I'm flat out, lads. No, I just don't... I think where where I fall down there is I listen to the paces, you know, and I listened to the paces you sent. And I go, right, I'll mull them around the brain now for a couple of minutes or a couple of days or a couple of hours or whatever it'll take and something will pop into my head because I've written songs myself on the guitar and that's kind of how I do it. I play a couple of like a... I've um, heard you write songs on the spot on this on this very podcast. This one, right, so this kind of backs up my point. I'm usually <laughs> fairly all right to go, something will pop into my brain and just not... I don't know if it was the pressure of somebody else having sent and then for me to get back to them and um, I, I don't know, but my brain just went blank. And then, to be honest, you forgot about it. Your Luke did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you get through that waiting list, Rory, you can... <laughs> yeah, I might have a go. To be honest, it might keep me sane throughout the process of getting through that waiting list. I'll just play your couple of tunes in the background and try and come up with some lyrics. They'll probably mostly be, will this day ever end? <laughs> the people just keep on coming. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. There's the start of something. Here you go, Luke. Flip her over there and make something out of that now. <laughs> I know, to answer your question, Luke, I guess it was probably one of my favourites, I think. Mm. Do you know? Um, uh, I liked it. You know, we spoke to Leon last week, actually, about Martin Hart. Leon mentioned Martin and how Martin's been great to him over the years. And Martin and I did a little bit of work together at one point, And he was always big to me. When you're writing melody, sing the melody. Don't just write it on the piano. You've got to sing it. And so that was one that I sang mm. and I, and da, 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 and then tried to put little interesting chords underneath it. It, it was a little bit like, um, I guess in, I was trying to make something almost, almost classical. There was a bit of that in my head. Let's make a nice classical solo piano piece here with a, with a pretty melody. That was part of what was going through my head there. Um, 
anyway, yeah. Thankfully, uh, that is not where it ended up. That, that is, is not where it ended up. <laughs> where yeah. it ended up. So Luke, keep going, man. So you you had this idea for a lyric. Uh, the next I heard of this piece was when you came back to me with a whole song, verses, choruses. You'd you'd, you'd re uh, you'd wangled around my some of my sections so that you know that my ending, for example, is now the key change, the key change into the last verse, and you've done some really clever things. So what was what what happened? What happened for you when you were doing all that? Uh, so that was weeks after, as yeah. far as I remember. That was maybe two, three more weeks after. Um, and you know when you sent them to me, I, I was sitting there and I thought about it for a while that night and I was trying to force a something out and it just wasn't happening so I left it and I thought I'll come back to that tomorrow and uh, I didn't and it was it was weeks after that I think we had had another chat about this idea of us maybe putting out some original music under the banner of the podcast with you know nice original creative videos alongside them um and I, I think having that conversation just got me thinking, I said, actually, I need to get back to that because, well, if, if one of us doesn't, then we're not we're never going to make a start on this. It's never going to happen. So, um, he looked at me and said, don't be waiting on Rory to do this. No, don't be waiting on Rory. <laughs> He's too busy cutting hair. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I, I, I went back to it in here one morning and, um, you know, sometimes it just uh, it just happens. You know, as I say, I tried the night that you sent them over and there was nothing happening. And I tried another morning a couple of weeks later and there was just loads of stuff happening. Um, I took your piano track, I chopped it r- round because uh, you had sent me another one in the meantime. I asked you, can you just send me a kind of a straight, clean one using MIDI that then I can take and, and use to, to work. Um, so can you just explain to the listeners, why do you want a MIDI track compared to just an iPhone record, right. recording, voice so, recording track? So with the, the, the like of the track that, you, that we just listened to a few minutes ago, just, just you popping the phone down beside your piano, I can hear it, and, but I can't really work with that. It kind of is what it is. What a MIDI track is, is it's like... Um, it's it's not actually recorded sound. It's recorded signals. So Kieran records the signals as he's playing his piano into what's called a MIDI file. And then I can use that MIDI file to control a virtual piano on my computer here. But what I can do is uh, I can then go into the MIDI file and move the notes around and copy and paste bits of it around like you would letters in a text document. So I get what is what you have played, and then I can use that to map out the structure of a song by copying and pasting and tweaking. And so that that was how I started. And then I I knew verse one, verse two, then the key change thing, verse three, I had all that structure. And then it was just a matter of writing the verses. And I knew I had the something else from a while back lyric. And I actually started at the end of the song, wrote the kind of second half of the third verse, third verse, second verse, and then I kind of had to force the first verse out, but it came eventually. So the whole song was like written backwards. Brilliant. It's a strange one. Why did you choose that? <coughs> I didn't choose it. It just... Uh, <laughs> it chose me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Guy Clark has a, uh, a song, uh, it's called Some Days the Song Writes You. And uh, it was kind of, you know, so um, it just, because I, I wrote a verse and I knew like this isn't the first verse. 
it, it, this isn't the start of a story. I wrote the last verse and they're like, that's the end. And then I wrote the second one. I was like, that's not a first verse either. So then I had two verses and they made sense as a second and third verse. So I said, well, I have to write the first one now. <laughs> and I couldn't for a while. I was stuck, but it, I got I, I got, think I got, I got a unstuck. text message from you actually. Yeah. Around that point, you say, you'll be getting something from me on that song today but I just have to come up with a first verse first, yeah. you know? <laughs> you think, well, what am I getting then? The yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the title and that's it. Yeah, I've never done that, actually. I've never written a song backwards. Have, have you, is that a common thing for you, Luke? Or? Uh, I have often done it where I've come up with a chorus or a verse that I can I can see in my head, like, the story that I'm trying to tell in, in a song or something. And I know that this bit I've written roughly fits in maybe... Uh, two thirds of the way through the story or something like that. I just know that it's not, maybe not the start. So yeah, I have often wrote songs in d- definitely not like a chronological order, you know, first first to last chorus, yeah. Okay, very good. So we are going to play a little part of that version, which was the next uh, form the song took. This is the first verse. Music in a bar, the racket of a crowd, things you only seem to miss when they're not around. Winter into spring, an endless cabaret. Today is just a blur that looks a lot like yesterday. In the moments, those dark moments When you search for light through every crack Know that nothing blocks the sun And in the long, long run Everything is something from a while Forgetting how to flirt. Great. So at this point, Luke, you sent it to me and sort of said, right, we better send it to Rory. Mm-hmm. So Rory, this is the first you heard yes. of this song. Yep. Uh, this, this version we've just played. So what were your impressions? First off, I thought class. Because exactly what Luke said earlier on there about, you know, like we had had the discussions about original music coming from this podcast. And so my initial thought was, okay, like this is, this is guts of something now. The, the lads will do their thing. Like for, for the listeners, I, I often don't do the tweaking and the, like I might say something about a song very broadly, but a lot of the tweaking and writing of the songs happens with E2. And I heard it and I thought, yeah, that's cool. I think my message back was, I love it. I haven't seen the message now, so I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but it's like, I love it. Kind of a musical theatre vibe. I'm not sure if that was intentional. And then Kieran was the first to text back and he texted back, said, totally intentional on, on my part or something to that effect. <laughs> and Luke texted back, was like, nope, not intentional on my part, Rory. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> I wonder have I offended him here? Like, But yeah, we have to address this, lads. I mean, I think, you know, the more we listened to that first version, it was oh my God, this belongs in a show. In Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, call, I called Kieran, not, or maybe Kieran called me not long after that. And for a man who like 
like is quite open about his dislike for musical theatre. Like a couple of the things that he sent me does as Kieran well. Just like musicals. Oh, does he? Well, not all that. <laughs> but the some of the things that he sent me, I got a real musical theatre. So I kind of said to him, "Dude, you'd be great for writing shows, you know." And like a like a little kind of little known fact, I love to write a stage show, and I think at some point in my life I will do it if if things calm down a bit and I have a little bit of free time. I'm one hundred percent calling Kieran because I know he mightn't be that into it, but he'd be damn good at it. <laughs> Luke's in the No, that's fine. Call Karen. I, I wouldn't be of any use to anyone. <laughs> yeah, Luke, would no you like experience. to join my band? You can get someone else to write the lyrics. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> right, so we have this song that we all are keen on, but we're here. Okay, this would work if we had a show to put it in, but we don't. Yes. Karen uh, Quinn, the musical isn't quite ready yet. But not it is yet. Coming, it's in, it's in, it's it's in the pipeline. <laughs> Uh, so what happens next what do we do with this song like we it was all like we were all here it was a bit of a thing for a while like we gotta get this song away from from yeah. musical theatre because musical theatre only works in the theatre in a show it doesn't really work for individual songs yeah um, and it doesn't work if if people if you don't like musical theatre yeah you close off you're, the you're listenership you're alienating a whole lot of people you know people can see past a genre but or, you know, if someone's really into rock and they hear something that's popped, they might go, oh, yeah, yeah, I like it, right? Yeah. But you need to be really into musical theatre to just listen to something that has that vibe casually. Sure. Yeah. And, okay, so, so can, we, can we try and narrow down what was it about the song that made us think of musical theatre? That would be interesting, I think, to try and do that. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, I don't know if, if I'm kind of the right person to talk about this, but... I think it was like a combination of that rich classical sound from the piano, you know, and it was quite, quite strong, kind of strong piano. And, and then I think, um, I don't know, was it the initial delivery of the song or something, you know, it was kind of a bit theatrical or something, you know, there was a little bit of in the moment. And there's that, that drag off, which is super musical theatre. <laughs> so I was kind of like, okay, this is what the boys are doing. You know what I mean? Like the boys are going for it. Happy days. Let's see what happens. Cats, the musical, but Lamplight style. Love it. But then, no, Luke wasn't too happy. So it was redone. I have to say, though, I don't, I'm not 100% sure. Right, it was me who wasn't happy. Oh. Oh, it was Karen. It was this man over here. <laughs> well, all three of us. <laughs> no, in fa- no, in fairness, in fairness, correct. Like, but I don't know what you did between, this is again my lack of knowledge in this kind of industry, but whatever you did in the interim, which I hope you'll be able to tell us, but it did flip it on its head, at least for me anyway, you know, like I kind of went, okay, it went from, you know, the song that closes the first act of a musical into something that you could actually hear on the radio, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe someone wants to talk us through that because I have a clue. Well, just for a minute, before we do that, Luke, what about you? I mean, okay, so you said it didn't initially remind you of musical theatre, but then after a while you sort of said, Oh, no, okay. it straight away, it straight away reminded me oh, of so musical theatre. So your text theater. to Rory was bluffing. I think Rory, I think Rory uh, misquoted me. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, uh, uh, we'll check back those messages. Do your research. And, Jesus Christ, Rory. <laughs> I mean, just be professional about it. Come maybe on. just once. <laughs> um, so what was it for you, Luke? It was the piano track. Like, musical theatre is so piano driven um, I think especially when you do musical theatre like you and I both know what it's like to be in a rehearsal yeah with just the musical just director just and the piano, piano. Just yeah. the, you know so like that's and even then when you go in to, to the Hawkswell or whatever to do a show 
you know, the band are out there doing their thing, but most of what you're hearing from the side fills on the stage is the piano. Yeah, because it's you keeping you in check. Because yeah. it's keeping you in check and it's what you've rehearsed with and, and everything, right? So, yeah. um, and even you just listen to recorded musical theatre and stuff. The piano is so central. And just the way that you had played it and the, the, the kind of the places where it's sped up and slowed down and the way you emphasize things and the big bombastic key change and um, everything about it to me was just musical theater, the way the chords moved and everything. And then I suppose because of that, the way that I sang the first vocal on it was musical theater. I used those round vowel sounds, those really kind of round and disciplined vowel sounds. Okay, like, so we've had curly vowels on this show. <laughs> yeah. What are round vowels, Luke? Right, so, you know, if you listen to the finished track, you'll hear that when I say the word bar, I say, it's like, music in a bar. You know, I'm bar. If I was singing in musical theatre, I'd say, music in a bar, you know, ah. <laughs> okay. Very good. You know, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, just yeah. a difference to, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, in the moments, that mo, that round sound, as opposed to mo, is just a totally different yeah, shape yeah. on the voice. That was one of the bigger things that I did to take it away from musical theatre. Yeah, okay. Just flatten out the vowel sounds a, a little bit and, and make it sound less oh. Yeah. That was one of the first things you said to me, actually, in in these discussions about it being too musical theatre, was I can just change the way I sing it. Yeah. And that's completely going to take it out of there. No, I think a lot of the other things that we did as well um, helped take it out. I don't know whether we want to get into that too much right now or are we going to talk about that in a, in no. a little further down the podcast? No, I'd say get into it now, yeah. Get into it now. Yeah. Get the wellies on. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I suppose one thing was the change of feel. Yeah. Like the the initial one was da 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 da, and now it's da 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 da. Yeah, so it's a six eight rather than a four six, four. Six eight swingy kind of, and that was your idea yeah. to be fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, you sent me a couple of voicemails um, in the car, just singing That's ideas right. in the car. I was listening to them when I, you were driving up to Letterkenny, I think was it? That's right. And you know those roads are like. So I was listening to this bumpity bangity bangity. <laughs> <laughs> and trying to hear the, the ideas with <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> so all this noise. Yeah. Do we have one of those to play? I wonder. Uh, we, let's go. Uh, we'll go and have a look. Let's go and yeah. have a look. Yeah. Okay. Here's I I I'll play the one where you suggested the the <laughs> the, the, the six eight. <laughs> here I have it. Here we play that now. How are you? I'm in the car on the way to Donegal here, and uh, just a few vibes for this song going through my head. Um. So you could go this whole six eight thing, which which would get rid of the, I'm not sure, I might get rid of the musical theater. It'll be like, ba 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 in those moments, those sweet moments when you die, full light through each crack. Right, so we're in six eight. We have a lack of round vowels. Um, <laughs> what else have we got? I Instrumentation. Think, yeah, and and like I think another big because as you said, the piano, as you as you very well know, like it's so central to the musical theatre thing. I think another thing for me was to get it away from the sound of a piano and take it to electric keys or something. Just that nice, smooth, laid back, kind of like uh, back of a cocktail bar, jazzy 
yeah. vibe, yeah. you know. What is that sound? Sorry, I actually don't know like technically what that's is it a Hammond organ? Yeah, no, it's a it's it's a type of electric piano. Like there's been loads of types, there's been Wernitzers and Fender Rhodes pianos and, and stuff. Basically what they were was like in the in the sixties and seventies when touring, big touring was becoming a thing. Yeah. Um wasn't practical to tour with an actual piano, grand sure, piano. Sure, yeah. Microphones and PA and stuff just weren't there yet for filling. So they started trying to invent in the way that the electric guitar had been invented to be able to amplify the guitar instead of the acoustic. Um, they started trying to invent a way to do the same with the piano. Sure. And then over time, even though the electric guitar was supposed to be the same thing as the acoustic guitar but louder it has evolved into its own instrument like it's a totally different sound it's played a different way there's effects and the same thing has happened with electric piano it's sure. it's, its own sound it's its own thing because it is a really unique sound now you know it's it, yeah I, I love it there it's, is a Hammond organ on the track too though Rory yeah, um, but, yeah. but the main sort of body of the track is, is yes. probably more electric piano the Hammond organ comes in after a while it's a lovely mellow sound as well it's just you know it just puts you nice put it nice and at ease yes yes yeah. lovely okay so that's the electric piano Luke you played bass mm-hmm. um, and Tony Travers came in and played drums your new housemate as we said earlier on indeed uh, I wasn't here for the recording session with Tony uh, how did you get on got on great um, the, the I played I mean I've played with Tony for very regularly now for about three years uh, we had a residency in the pre-COVID good times and we played in Lily's every week. On a Sunday, uh, was it? Uh, on a Sunday first, and then these shower four feckin' just came in and took oh, over. Oh, that's right. Was, that's right. Yeah, still bitter about that now. But <laughs> 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 I know. Um, shout out to the lads. Shout out to Sean Dwayne and uh, Mark and Tabby. Uh, infinitely better on a Sunday than we ever were. <laughs> and uh, it was great, really, because if, if, if they were playing somewhere else on a Sunday... I wouldn't be able to go and see them. Yes, so, yes, yes. Uh, suited me down to Grand because I enjoy the lilies on a Sunday. Oh, Jesus, I. Um, anyway. Um, you went to a Friday, a I residency went, with Tony. Went were, to Friday, yeah. And then I've depped in and done things with his band, the, the, the mass band, a couple of times. And yeah, I mean, we just become good friends as well. Um, a lot of the same interests and musical interests and stuff. And the same kind of attitude towards gigging and stuff. So um, I just thought he'd be a good drummer for this. One of the things I really like about Tony's playing and playing with Tony is that he's one of the most dynamic drummers that I know. He's able to play a a rocking kind of a a hard hitting sound, but he's also able to dial it right back as well. That's not tied in with another thing that I thought would be helpful to take this track away from musical theatre is to have it like tight and controlled sounding and not big reverby drum sounds and swells, swells and, yeah. and, and, and these big kind of... And time changes, you know, have it strictly in time rather than pushing and pulling depending yeah. on how the singer does. So, yeah. this, so really tight little controlled steady sound and I just thought Tony would be perfect for that because I know his dynamic can go... Mm down there to the softest of softest of touches like you guys saw on the video shoot how lightly he was playing then that's how lightly he was playing when the track was recorded as well Um, and it you know it changes the tone of the drums as well if you hit them harder you get a completely different tone so 
I just knew in my head that he'd be the right person to take it there. Because once the rest of the track is there as well, then the vocal can be, uh, the vocal doesn't have to be big. The vocal can be inter- internalized a bit more and kept softer and it's a bit more... Yeah, you're not fighting the drum kit. Yeah. For for that lead sound, you, you can do more emotion with it, yeah. Yeah, so that, 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 was, that was why I thought Tony would work. Okay. Well, and he did. And yeah, he did. no, it was lovely. And then um, Dave Flynn came in and played guitar and Dave played great on this track. Yeah. In fairness. And he's playing different to how I've heard him play a lot, you know, before. Dave would be, you know, I've known him as a blues player and a, I guess a rock player, but this is, this is definitely going down the jazz route. I know mm-hmm. Dave has been practicing a lot um, during lockdown and, and working hard on, on various bits and pieces and it's shining through, I think, on this track, you know. The solo is just gorgeous. Amazing. Yeah. And one take as well. Yeah. One take, that solo was just start to finish and when boom, that's the one, job done. Yeah, he's dialed in as well. Like, I mean, I know we're talking about sound, but even when we were filming it, you know, like, sorry to break the illusion for people, but you do these to pre-recorded tracks every time you want to do something that isn't a live thing. And to get someone to recreate a solo is nearly impossible. It's almost, you always cut away from their person, or you get back to a wide so you can't mm-hmm. see their fingers exactly where they're moving so you can kind of cover that their solo isn't exactly what they played but Jesus he was just like on it yeah, and especially they're mm. like that's hard because his that solo is not like on the rhythm like it's not strictly yeah. hitting beats it's very floaty yeah very for sure free, mm. you know mm. uh, so yeah amazing very yeah. good okay well that brings us nicely to the video Rory we've sort of covered the track at this stage and how it came about um, so what were your ideas or how, how did how did the idea for this video come to you, I guess? Yeah, I think when when we started to hear how the track was going to turn out, we had moved away from musical theatre and then it just became, you know, this nice story. Um, or maybe not so nice story, depending on how you take it, you know. But it was this story of, I thought it was very remnant of, or very representative of, of how a lot of people feel at the minute, you know. And it has beautiful lyrics like, you know, like the feeling of being able to go more than five miles in a car or, you know, give me back the crowd, give me back, like the three of us definitely in this room understand that. And for anyone who's interested in this podcast, almost certainly understands that feeling of, you know, of live music and of, and for me, a lot of the places I got that was in pubs and, and, and to be honest, we just spoke about Lily's, but one of my favorite places was Lily's on a Sunday. It was for me, one of them one of the last places where that existed for me that was so accessible, you know, there was this kind of raw, you felt like you were part of something in there on a Sunday, this raw kind of energy coming off the lads. And so when I heard Luke's song, it made me think of that, you know, the lyrics made me think of that. So then I ran it. I think, you know, we had originally thought that we'd do, you know, three different bars or, you know, we might be able to get around the town a little bit. Um, We'd kind of moved away from that, but I think when I initially said that idea, I think both of you, definitely Luke, I'm not sure if you, but I think you as well, Karen, I think it was just like, yeah, sound, you know, that makes total sense for the, for the feeling, you know? Um, and I think, yeah, I think it just served. Sometimes when you're trying to make videos, you go sometimes really obscure away from the idea. And sometimes you try and serve the narrative with visuals. And I, that's what I was trying to do was just, Luke had done such a good job with the lyrics that it just needed to be served. It didn't need its own story. It just needed, the lyrics needed to be served, you know? So that's where the idea came from. Okay. Um, at one point you were, you were considering, 
you know, mixing the footage we got on the day in Lilies of, of I guess, the four of us playing. Yeah. Uh, you were considering mixing that with footage of what Lilies would be like, uh, you know, pre-COVID, um, packed energy, you know, people everywhere. You decided against that in the end. Can you tell us your yeah. thought process there? Yeah, so... I did a video last year, the year before last year, where I went into Lily's on a Sunday and just recorded the crack and made a little one minute edit of the place. Place was hopping, people were jumping, drinks were flowing, the lads were playing, the crack was great. And because of the initial concept of the video, I thought, well, I'll add in some of that footage. And I had initially thought I'd add it in at the start and then, you know, so you'd have this busy pub roaring and flying and then boom, empty pub, empty Lily's. But I didn't want to drag away from the song with the visuals, so I ended up doing it with sound. Same idea, but just do it with the sound of a busy pub. And the idea was that I wanted to drag people in towards the sound, not to just watch the video for what the video is. And sometimes you can decide as a filmmaker, and this is the beauty of the art form, is you can decide what way you want to lead people. And for me, it was... The really important thing in this is that the lamplight produced an original song and the video is following the song and it's following the lyrics. It's not its own thing. It's supposed to be aiding and helping that song. So I didn't want to diminish that by putting in like this big flying thing at the start and everyone's like, you know, like kind of over like the sensory overload for the viewer and then to bring them right down because we know the song starts, you know, simple piano starts it and then it builds from there and if you go from a really loud sound and loud visuals and bright visuals down to that it's a bit jolting so I just thought that the sound would probably do it better do it more justice okay okay great uh Luke we were in it was last Wednesday morning actually a week ago that we were in there uh shooting and uh so you had to in order to you know to get the shots of your vocals you had to match your phrasing as close as possible to the track. How was that? Um, it. I actually don't find that all that difficult. No, I, you nailed it. <laughs> I'm used to doing that because I'm used to doing backing vocals on people's tracks in here. And it'll generally be done after they put down their vocal. Um, so I have to match their phrasing when I'm doing the backing vocal. So generally I can just listen to, I can listen to something a few times and fairly well kind of get the phrasing in my head and, and, and then do that. And I should listen to the bloody thing <laughs> so many times to mixing it and, and editing it and, and everything that um, I had a good idea of it in my head when I went in there. And I think you can kind of, I mean, if you're listening, even if you're just ever so slightly behind yourself, you can get a bit of a cue from listening to the track on the day as well as to to where the, the phrase is going, you know? I mean, we, we, we must have heard that track 15, 20, even 30 times that day. Sure. You know, so the more you hear it, the better you get yeah. it. Yeah. And it's not even just the vocal phrase. And I think a lot of people, like it's, an, it's a skill in itself to be able to, to match yourself. And what I mean by that is, okay, we, we know we have to get the words on time or we have to get the right words. And, you know, but it's also like the emotion in your face and the intensity you sing a certain line with and then bringing it down. Like all of them things make it believable. And it's not, you know, you're not setting out to dupe people. I don't think anyone's under the impression that, oh, them guys are phonies. Yeah, not, yeah. It's to, you know, again, to aid it. And I think if you do that correctly, you win. If you, if you hit them points correctly, 
you, you totally went. I think like really nailed it on that one, you know. Because you do make faces when you're singing. Yeah, this you is know, it. You know, like you scrunch up your face, get up to a high note or whatever. So I think when you're a lot of the time when you're miming, the biggest mistake you can make when you're trying to mime something is actually just not singing. Yeah. Because yeah. your face moves differently. When I say that to everyone. Yeah. Even the veins on your neck, yeah. you know, come out a little bit and it's like and you do yourself an injustice if you're if you're a musician and you're you want a video done to promote your song you do yourself an injustice by not committing to it mm-hmm. because then people go that looks fake mm-hmm. whereas if you if you even nail it like 80% of the time the other 20 just flies over people's heads because they already believe you're singing it and that's you've, you, then you're ahead yeah mm-hmm. okay well for anyone listening to this podcast on Wednesday the day it comes out the video will be released tomorrow Thursday on our Facebook page and on our YouTube channel at 5pm um, anyone listening to it on Thursday after that time or indeed later in the week uh, go there now it is out and have a look at what we've been discussing uh, my favourite story from this whole process, lads, was from the video shoot, actually. As I say, it was last Wednesday. And it was the day that Rory and uh, Rummy uh, launched their new production company, yes, Temperhound. That's correct. And Rummy was in, in fairness to Rummy, uh, Rory's partner, Rory's business partner, Rummy was in with us, helping with the shoot. And uh, Rummy told a story of... Uh, 10 years ago yeah 10 to, years. to the day is it or to the month anyway very close it was like pretty much the day I think we might have been one day out but it was uh, yeah we, we're going to go with the day for the sake of, don't let the truth get 10 the way years of ago story. to the day what yeah. happened 10 years previously to last Wednesday Rory you tell that, us yeah and that 10 years before that um, I had a friend and uh, her name was Laurie and she was good friends with Romy and Romy used to uh, his family used to own McCullough's pub which is now Lily's um, and Laurie, I had went in with her and we had a couple of drinks and um, there's a couple of other people about as well. But then I think it was getting to the end of the night and Rummy had said, all right, guys, last orders or whatever. And he had went, there used to be a pool room upstairs and he had went up to kind of switch off the lights. And when he came back down, I was in behind the bar with Laurie because both of us were bartenders and that's kind of how we knew each other. And I said, I'll hop in there and put it, you know, the glasses from the glass tray, I'll put them away or whatever. Well, you weren't like trying to push a pint, you were trying to help clean up. No, I was trying to help clean up or whatever. But Romy came down and through the doors and just saw this stranger in behind his family's bar, you know. <laughs> I had a few on me. So this seemed like, a, I thought he loved this. Now he'd think I'm deadly if I'm doing this. <laughs> hey, who are you? Get out from behind my bicep, Jesus. Get out. And I'm pure, pure thick like. And he was actually legitimately going to throw me out only that Laurie was good friends. And no, 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 uh, Romy, he's only trying to help put away the glasses. Well, he shouldn't be in behind the fucking bar. Get him out. And this big thing. So 10, ten years previous to that, Romy was throwing me out of the bar. <laughs> 10 years later we're standing in that bar we own a company together nice and I just thought it was great you know and yeah. we actually went home that evening and when we got all the stuff put away and we had a few little business bits and pieces to do on the website we were just making sure the website had launched correctly it had just launched that day and we were making sure everything was right uh, also by the way uh, temperhound.com for anyone who wants to check out that website but um, just checking out and it got late into the evening and um, Romy produced two cans of Guinness uh, which is what we drank when we were in his pub and he said for old time's sake and I'm not joking it was like my heart jumped into my throat I was like oh and he just kind of wished like, he said now fair play to us let's get it going and I said let's get it going and drank our pints and yeah we're looking forward to the next little no while I have doubt that you will get it going man oh, because yeah, you know hopefully. we've all you know we've all worked together quite a lot over the last couple of months to a year and uh, 
you make a great team. You're both professional and you're both skilled and you're both good at what you do. And I have absolutely no doubt that it'll be a smashing success and you'll have work coming out your ears. Uh, thanks very much, Luke. Fair play. Yeah. It's a bit, uh, it's a bit um, Father Ted though, the story, isn't it? Oh, isn't do it you, though? Do you know, do you know the, 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 where the, um, your man from one foot in the grave, in, one foot in the grave, and they're outside the caves oh, and, yeah. and he's like, do you know what would be funny now? I'll go up behind him and I'll say, and he goes up behind him and he goes, <laughs> yeah. ah, dude, oh, yeah, yeah. kicking the shit yeah, out of yeah, him. Yeah. That was you the Do you know what it. he loved now? Do you know, I go in I'll go in and help him. And oh, I'll start tying you the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Great. Well, look, best of luck to Temperhound, as Luke says. And um, we're going to play that song one more time for you folks. Uh, this is Moments. Across the bar, 
joy of driving more than five miles in a car and in the moments those sweet sweet moments somewhere old somewhere further down the track oh in the back and say For something else Somewhere else Something else From a wild So that's our first song together, lads. You! I mean, uh... You know, it's not just you and Rummy. You have something to celebrate, Rory. I Absolutely. think. Absolutely. You know, that's uh, hopefully the first of many um, songs from this in the lamplight team. Uh, we'll keep you up to date on more coming in the future. But next week, folks, our featured guest is Kathy Jordan. Kathy was such a pleasure to talk to. She is crack to her very bones. Not cracked now, crack. Well, and we <laughs> <laughs> and we had a great time. Uh, the biggest challenge, to be honest, was to find words to rhyme with Jordan for the poem but we did our best um, Cathy was really interesting on sourcing old songs and on playing tennis with the audience that was and, great and the music was of course top notch previous guest Shami O'Dowd came in and joined the session and we had a great time all together so folks just a reminder keep an eye out for the video to moments it will be released on our Facebook page and YouTube channel uh, tomorrow Thursday at 5pm or that could be today Thursday or yesterday Thursday or last week Thursday one or way or the other year. it is yeah or last <laughs> year Thursday one way or the other it is Thursday the 13th of May at Why did five you just look at your watch when you said Thursday the 13th of May He's got one of them fancy watches with what? the date on it Oh yeah Did that make it fancy Well yeah yeah well. I mean like how would you look at the date Luke Huh How would you check the date I just know the date, man. I just know these things. I check my phone. Yeah. That's the generational <laughs> difference, lads. The 14, 15, 13 years between us. Yeah, that's fair enough. It might be. I thought it was cool. It was vintage. It was like, this, it, it was I on got, brand. I got, <laughs> I got this watch for my 18th birthday, lads. No, you did not. Did. Definitely, definitely vintage, so. <laughs> <laughs> Were you born? Probably, You'll be getting probably. the vaccine soon, <laughs> won't you? <laughs> not yet, no, not yet. Um, okay, so one more thing. The big decision, lads. Do we play the jazz version of this theme tune for Dave to no, close the show? No, we do not. Back Dave. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Play the proper ah, now, version. Dave, after all, after all his, his work on this track. No, if I had known he didn't like our new theme song or he wouldn't like it, I would have I would asked someone else to play the guitar. I would have done it myself. I'd have played it myself. <laughs> yeah. Grant, the decision is made. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> 